0: All right, today there's not going to be any fanfare, man. We're just going to get into this. We're going to get into it today with each other, which is I like this. rare. I like
1: this. Robert rare. came out swinging.
2: We've got an independent filmmaker here. We have a producer that's, right. that's, that's right. Right. working at Netflix. He's got his own documentaries
1: out. Hey, come on. A host of a podcast, a successful podcast at that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Get Into It. This edition of Let's Get Into It is very, very cool because we're going to recap what we have been talking about and what we've been preaching about. I think so. I mean, I was looking back at it thinking our shows have been fairly informative. Fairly? They're super informative. I was thinking a lot about why we get into this business, you know? I think we all get into it for different reasons. I think, you know, uh, not always are those reasons great reasons to be getting into the business. I got into the business thinking... It was something special. It was something that was going to make me stand out. It was going to be easy. For everybody that gets into film, something inspired you. And I think a lot of times it's a film that inspires you to go, oh, I want to do that. I want to tell stories. I want to be up on the big screen. When I was 13 years old, I'll never forget it, because my friend Paul Torres and I ditched school Mm -hmm. to go see a film called The Idol Maker.
1: I've never seen it. I've heard so much about it.
0: Now, the Idolmaker was directed by Taylor Hackford, produced by Giants, Gene Kirkwood, Howard Koch, um, starring Ray Sharkey, Peter Gallagher, Joe Pantaliano, Joey, oh, Joey, Joey Pants. Joey Pants was in it? Joey Pants was in it. What was interesting about this movie for me is I loved playing the piano and singing when I was younger.
1: You did? Yeah,
0: with I, yeah. I was classically trained for, wow. for nine years. Yeah, nine years.
1: No, really yeah, really cool. Really
0: cool. Yeah, I could I could sit down and pound on the ivories for sure. So this movie, The Idol Maker, was about a songwriter, 27, who writes songs and realizes that he can't get anywhere with him performing them because he's older, he's losing his hair, he doesn't have a great voice, he's not really what people are looking for. It's during the Elvis times, right? Okay. It's during that era. So Ray Sharkey, the character, decides, I'm going to borrow some money from my father, who's rich, and I'm going to find a uh, recording artist, and I'm going to have him sing my songs, and I'm going to make him famous, and that's how I'm going to make it.
1: You're making me want to go watch this movie, right?
0: It was an amazing movie that inspired me, and I watched over and over and over again. I saw it at the Gramman Chinese Theater yeah, when right. I was 13 years old. They had a, one of the songs that Tommy D sung, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was called Here Is My Love, and it went to number 12 on the charts. From the movie? Yeah, it was in the top 40. Nice. Yeah, so it did really, really well. Anyway, enough about The Idol Maker, but that's one of the things that inspired me to become a filmmaker, and I used a lot of the lines from the movie and a lot of the theories from the movie to create who I was as a producer. So Joray Sharkey in The Idol Maker is really who I modeled myself after as a producer. Instead of us talking about the movie for the whole podcast, go watch it. See if you could rent it. It's an amazing film. Taylor Hackford's an Academy Award-winning uh, director of... Um, Ray.
1: Oh, he did Ray? He did. Oh, nice. And,
0: uh, and he's done many, many great films thereafter. But that was my inspiration, man. What about you guys? Tell me about yours. What, what inspired you? What movie inspired you to become a filmmaker? What inspired you to be part of the business? It had to God. have been a movie.
1: Reservoir Dogs, when I was probably 20 years old, I watched that, and I was like, that was so dope. How he made that movie Those characters were awesome I fell in love with dialogue That's when I wanted to be an actor And I thought Man There's not a lot of scenes in this Like they shoot this all in like one place right. There's a couple of things out You know But everything's there It was so dope I would say probably Reservoir Dogs And then right around that time Came Pulp Fiction Tarantino The same thing And that's That's actually the two movies That I kind of say Like okay I'm gonna That's when I started writing A buddy of mine Was a filmmaker He asked me to be an actor in it he didn't have a script. I said, "What do you want me to do?" He just wanted to direct and shoot. He said, "I don't know, do whatever. You're going to shoot this guy." So I said, "I need words. I need so I wrote something and then the other guy said, "Write me something." And then that's how it all kind of turned over. But it was right around that Reservoir Dogs uh, pulp fiction time. So those were the things that So were when
0: you were things. younger than that, you didn't think about it. You didn't think I about it. I never the thought of it,
1: no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be the guy. I knew when
0: I was 8. No, I didn't. David, what's your movie that was there anything like that for you? Yeah, there was
2: it's twofold because um, When I was small and I was really young, uh, when um, I was watching a lot of TV, Um, I was at my grandma's house a lot, um, same as Tootie, and the shows that always came on were The Hulk, Ah. Wonder Woman. Um, Those ones I watched religiously, and I was really, really inspired by those. I was like, wow, these!" I didn't know what TV was. I don't know what uh, a movie was. Exactly. I mean, I say, hey, I see these guys on screen. This is really cool. It's got a cool story. Um, Linda Carter was my first crush, you know that kind of thing. So it kind of pulled me in. Yeah. Um, the other, the other one that um, really struck, struck it for me was uh, Superman, the first Superman. Um, I was really inspired by that one because it was uh, like I've never seen anything like that. It was kind of like um, it had a, these cool effects that were, you know, was very, that Christopher Reeves? Yeah, that was Christopher okay. Reeves. Right um, yeah, and it was, um, you know, I was really inspired because there he was. He was this. Normal guy, but he was a hero, and, you know, he went flying around with these effects, and um, I was like, wow, this is So you're really talking cool. about you're a little
0: kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
2: And what I used to do, and God bless our souls, is um, my mom and dad used to take me to the park. I used to give them a, a piece of paper I've written and say, hey, you know, today we're going to do a Western. Today we're doing the Lone Ranger Part 8 for, the, you know, the, the eighth time. And they would sit there and they would read my script and you know
1: I, really? would, I
0: would
2: act it out on the
1: playground. Wow, yeah. Oh, dude. that's dope, Davy. Yeah, and um, damn, see that's a good story. See, you probably. don't have a very good story. <laughs> <do> you you, <laughs> you want to try
0: again? You want to go back and no, try again after I'm, he's done? I'm,
1: I'm, I'd, I'd be faking it. Okay. So, good.
2: so no, it, so it just stuck with me, and I was like, I was always fascinated with watching movies, and um, I guess you can say connecting with them yeah. In, in, yeah. in the little ways that I could. But I really like uh, the visuals. I like uh, the characters. Um, the ones that i like to had really strong character yeah. types you know male types and the, i mean even woman type but mostly male yeah. um, playing these heroes and you know those are really really inspirational when you're uh very impressionable as i was you know yeah,
0: yeah i mean it's amazing i mean i lived my life through movies i was vinnie vacari take it easy <laughs> hey, <you know> what? <laughs> hey wait a minute,
1: wait wait okay. take it easy <laughs> take it easy. easy. take it
0: easy. um anyway that that you know what that's a fun conversation because i think lots of people will relate to that because that's where it started that's where it became that's where it began you watch a movie over and over and over again you become the movie you learn how to tell stories you learn how characters are, are created you learn that you didn't just connect with that character and you just sort of like them i mean you really they told you a good story and it worked yeah. And you got inspired and you became a character in a movie and it took over sort of who you were for a while. Yeah. And then a new movie came up and then you kind of forgot, right? But but I'll never forget The Idol Maker. Um,
1: Your favorite. That's it. And, oh, said, and okay, what but is it meant your, to me—is that your favorite, or, or is it the most inspirational? Well, it's
0: hard because there's no favorite, right? Then came Jaws, and then that—that that was a you know that was a thing where I had to figure out like why is this movie so impressive? Why is it so well done? What happened? I had to go buy the script, and then I had to watch the movie and read the script as I was watching the movie and see like Did you which
1: hear the documentary or the, the podcast. I
0: know every, yeah, I know everything about I know everything about Jaws. Take it easy. Take no, it everything. I, I'm is. not kidding. <laughs> everything. Everything.
1: What happened to, What happened to the shark?
0: The shark did not work, <laughs> right? It fell to the bottom of Long Island Sound. I know. Th- I know everything. Yep. I know where it was shot. I know everything about the he movie. You learn but- that
2: also for his uh, job at Universal,
0: right? Oh yeah, uh, I had to know that it for my right. job at U- Universal. It's That's charm. true. It is very very cool that movies inspire and make you feel so good when you're a kid and make you work at something that maybe you wouldn't yep. normally work at. I don't know that I would play the piano if it wasn't for National Velvet. It didn't have anything really? to do- yeah. It didn't have anything to do with the piano. But it had to do with a character that was so devoted to what they were doing that it inspired me to be devoted to what I was doing.
1: I get it. Wait a minute, Holmes. You had a piano in East LA? Yeah. What a day Dude, my mom couldn't enaf- my rich. mom
0: couldn't afford another car for herself, but she bought me a piano. Wow. Damn Sacrifice. and you played it though.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Movies move you, they change you, they inspire you, and they make uh, they make your life better. Yeah. Um the other great thing about the show is that we're going to be talking about what we have learned and what we have put out there you for people that have listened. Stuff.
1: Yeah, I've got I've, on a side note, I've gotten a lot of people telling me people you would never think that listen to our podcast and say not so much about filmmaking, but they just say it's so inspirational. Like, that's the other thing. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Are we a, it really we're is. In, we're, it really is. Did you learn anything about filmmaking? No, but you guys, it's a great inspiration. Oh, really? I feel, you I feel good. You haven't learned anything about <laughs> filmmaking.
0: Here we go. Okay, stop for one second. Here we go. First episode, yep. getting a call back on your script. Getting a call back. What did we talk about? We talked about how do you get someone to call you back on yep. your idea? You have an idea. You can't get through. The assistant won't let you through. Episode one, boom. How do you get a call back on your script? You leave episode, a message late. Episode two. Yes, that's right. That was great. Yeah, that was good. There was a good lesson in there. Episode two closing an investor and raising money for your documentary. That's two yeah. episodes only, right? Yeah. How did I raise money for my documentaries? Boom. I tell you in episode two. Closing an investor. How do you close them? I tell you in episode gonna 2 you You're going
1: to do that on the podcast for our contest. I too, am, by the way.
0: When we do the contest, absolutely. We talked about ca- getting a great casting director for your independent film. Yeah. How do you do that? How did I do it when I was a young filmmaker? Boom, I talk about that in three.
1: We're going to get Joe Middleton on here? Joseph, I'm sorry. Joseph
0: Middleton has to ask for permission, but yeah, as soon as he gets cleared by Paramount, he'll be on. Um, a business plan versus a pitch deck? Dude, that was a very important that episode. Was, that, was,
1: that was a good one. I forgot right? about
0: that one. So we, we talked about getting whether or not a pitch deck is necessary, whether or not you need a business plan to raise money for a movie. Um, we talked with Rick Nahara. Mm-hmm. Right? Who took lots of risks in his life, was on Broadway, one of the only Latino writers to ever write a show that was on Broadway.
1: Yeah, then he came and filled in for you when you. That's right. Thank
0: you, Rick uh, Nahara. What we did... also had Eric Swanson on who wrote. Swan Doggy. What did he write? We side Out. He wrote Side Out and then jacked. he got jacked yeah. and he didn't get paid and he get, didn't get any credit. Did it affect his life a little bit, but he moved on. We used to
2: talk about that movie in high school all the time, Side Out.
0: We yeah. taught we had yeah. it. We've had inspirational characters on this show. Emilio Rivera,
1: yep, who Great story. who
0: was a gangbanger, wanted to become an actor, couldn't do it in his own hometown with people like him, so he went to the West Side where people embraced him and gave him love and gave him. Now hearts. he's a
1: huge. Now he's a big actor on a good show.
0: Yeah, uh, Frankie Quinones, yeah, <laughs> who does a lot of product in yep. in our in the new landscape. I think yeah. right, David. Yep. Dave? yep. And we'll talk about the new landscape before the end of the show. We okay. want to talk a little bit about how you monetize uh, on YouTube, how you monetize on Instagram, which I have no idea. <coughs> which I have no idea. David, Dave will let us know a little bit. You know a little yeah. bit about that, yeah? It'd be bit. great to learn a little bit about
1: that. I know a little bit about that, know bit about that
0: too. Yep. Do you? No. <laughs> have you guys? Let me just ask this before we move on. Have you guys ever been paid from anything on Instagram or YouTube? Yes. Boom. No. All right, we'll get back to it. I haven't either. Cash, have you ever been paid by anything?
2: My man, what? there we go. <coughs> Cash we'll Roberts, later. I don't announced. think you
0: should be getting an uh, an allowance anymore. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> oh yeah, you're selling your. Uh, what, what are you selling? He's selling his Pokemon cards on eBay now. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. We talked to pick, We talked to Joel High, who's yeah. a music supervisor who helps you get winning, Who get helps you get music for your movies, your television shows. Who is an award winning music supervisor? Talks I, about licensing music for anything you're doing. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Very I, important. I, I very was emailing
1: Joe C. High at 530 yesterday because my Made in Mexico is almost done. Yeah, we when I first
0: cut. That's amazing. We'll talk about that, too, before the end of the show. Um, we talked to Antoine Fisher, who went from a homeless, homeless to a guard at Sony to a million-dollar writer.
1: Million-dollar writer. He's one of my favorite Damn. guys, man. Yeah. That Dude, was can one. Can you not eat into cool. the mic? Are you hearing this, David? David? I'm starving yes, over
0: here. <laughs> I'm hungry over here. easy. that's stick it easy. That's, stick stick it easy. that's, stick easy. that's all
2: to the um, <laughs> chewing Jeez. right into the mic, right, sorry,
0: I don't understand why why it can't be off to the side. Why it have to be directly all into all all the right, mic?
1: Right, I'll go this way. I'll go that way. <laughs> like at
0: least do a little side work, man. Ladies, look at all ladies. the look at all the <laughs> chips on your mic. That's unbelievable. Just a couple, <laughs> chips. Just a couple chips. I'm saving those for later. <laughs> we talked to stuntman turned director Ben Bray. That's members, right. That's From cool El stuff. Chicano? Yeah. That was cool pretty amazing. Stuff, yeah. He's ben come just, a long way. He practically cried on the show.
1: Yeah, Ben, actually, I texted him yesterday. He's uh, directing a SWAT episode now. Oh, nice. He directs a lot of TV. Yeah. Very let's cool. not.
0: Let's also not forget that there was an episode where we literally broke down, how do you make a movie for $10,000, which is your movie, yep. made in Mexico, and get a, a couple of name actors yep. into it. Yep. How do you do that? We've also ter- talked about getting money for, for movies, which was your movie, right? How do, yep. you, how do you interest investors? How do you get them excited about what you're doing? Yep. By the way, the, one of the most listened to episodes
1: that's right. was how
0: do you set up a $10,000
1: movie? Boom. I think I was number one up until recently. I don't know. I think it's neck and neck. And
0: if that's not enough, we brought on Walter Bat.
1: Attorney at large.
0: Attorney at large yeah. who helps you close your deals yeah. on an indie level. He will help you. Yeah. you. You get the investor in position, you sell him, and then you pass him on to your lawyer, Walter Bat. Yeah. He helps you close that. You listen to that episode, and you'll know how yeah. to work with a lawyer to close your deals.
2: Work with Walter Bad. The guy's—he's badass. No, he is.
0: And uh, and then we brought on looks like
1: an action hero. He
0: does. He does look like an action hero. Well, he looks like an action figure. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Walter. Look, there's a chip on my uh, mic. I'm sorry. But you would think that's enough, right? I mean, we could. This is a clinic. You're talking about we could be a we could be at a a UCLA Extension right now teaching a class. Because then we brought on Clay Epstein. From Film, film mode, mode, who is a foreign distributor yeah. who can help you sell your movie yep. overseas. You put, you talk to him. He tells you what stars to put in it, if, yeah. if he can sell it or not. Boom. We talked to Danny A, who's an immigrant,
1: yeah.
0: who was a club promoter he turned club filmmaker.
1: Yeah. Now, he's, now he just, one of the most anticipated movies of the decade, The Irishman. He's in it. Him. There was a picture with him, De Niro, Pacino, Keitel. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Carpet, Scorsese. Very
0: inspirational story. Yeah. Mike Addis was very inspirational. The reason we brought him on was because he had... <laughs> <laughs> You know, the reason we brought him on is because he's actually cross-platformed. He's yeah. went, he's got he's directed, he's executive produced, he's done television, he's done film, he's done short form. He's kind of done it all, and that's why he was here. He does internet
2: stories now. He
0: does internet stories. You now. know what, Mike
1: Addis, I feel like encompasses the filmmaker. He 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 writes, he directs. Where do you go again with he his shoot? three
0: chips in your mouth. You're like a chip no, no,
1: no, 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 no. You can't hear that. David Davis not picking that up. <laughs> I'm in front of it. Um, so Mike Addis really is like the indie filmmaker. That's he does right. It all
2: well, he's, he's, you know he's turned I mean? into uh, the new landscape.
0: And oh, and uh, and he just wrote a book.
1: Did he, he really just wrote a book. go Addis? Damn.
0: Yeah, Addis is killing it. Um, and he then, can take a punch. Then my favorite, my <laughs> absolute favorite, Caroline Kepnes came on. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I know that's what Jacka. about what about Anne? Oh well, <laughs> hang on a second. But my absolute <laughs> favorite My absolute favorite episode, which was Caroline Kepnes, who wrote you.
1: I know you're messed up, Rob. Who wrote you? Who there.
0: is an amazing writer? Who also went from you know, look, the most probably the most natural gifted writer that I've met in my entire career.
1: I thought I we want to throw it out we, there. I thought we met. I'm going to throw it out there. Yet? Hey,
0: nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, nice <to> you. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> Thick hey, nice
1: take, take it easy. <laughs> I love, love her, easy. by the way. Was that she a was, good was terrific, right?
2: Yeah, she was, cool. no, she was terrific. We still can't figure out where we know each other from.
0: But oh, did you guys know each other? Yeah. Oh, you were probably on Seventh Heaven or something like that. It could have been. she on Seventh Heaven. She uh, was a writer on 7th Heaven, staff writer, yeah. And she was also a staff writer on um, Gossip Girl. She was a staff writer on Gossip Gossip Girl, Girl, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Then we had Russell Emanuel. Russell Emanuel. The man. The man. That's right. Our guy. From uh, ExtremeMusic.com, who basically turned the licensing of music on its ear By offering all kinds of exceptional music and amazing composers right there online for anyone to use. And it's been used by um, filmmakers, and it's been used by shows like Sons of Anarchy and Reese's Pieces commercials. I mean, you're talking about a billion-dollar business that he's at the forefront of. He practically invented it. David, Dave, didn't uh, Russell Emanuel partner up with a big composer? Yeah, absolutely. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer.
1: He did?
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Where have you been (laughs)
1: What? Are you kidding me, dude? He was—he talked. To me. I was there for the that's, whole interview. That's his boy. Oh, did you miss the whole interview? I missed. I I, I. 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 What? <laughs> Are you being serious? Right yeah.
0: Now? He. It's extreme and then they created a connected company that he is in business with Hans Zimmer on. their partners, and they wrote, they're writing the music for the Simpsons, and they also won an Emmy for um, Planet Earth. Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm not kidding you
1: So yeah. wait, can I get Hans Zimmer to do my film or no? Uh, well, I, well, actually, hey, maybe it is, Probably it could Hey, No, I got Joel I got Joel But still easy. We had
0: uh, Stephen Bernstein on
1: <laughs> Stephen Bernstein was really good that's Episode he, 21, I wasn't no, here that's when, um,
0: I'm sorry I missed that
1: You, you should be because it was really good Super talented cat You know that's when uh, our boy Rick. That
0: voted. was like a lesson, right? They they talked deeply about film. They they, well, they they went they took they like got level. in they like went into a trance. Yeah,
1: they, they went they went. They actually closed the doors on us and they talked. <laughs> some, yeah, Probably. they went they went. Dave and I were just kind of lost. <laughs> they just pushed you wild. out. Uh, but you we glazed over. I'm
0: pretty sure you glazed over. I'm positive.
1: No, I did. I I was there.
0: You guys didn't even take a picture with them. That's how interesting it was. <laughs> I'm eating. I'm sorry. That's. (laughs) This is Teddy's dinner right here. No, it's not. He's going to then have a dinner afterwards.
1: No, I know because I pulled a Robert's and I haven't eaten all day. So now I'm like eating whatever's in front of me.
0: Um, (laughs) Episode 22 was killer because then we had Tommy Harper on who went from PA to executive producer of Star Wars. Episode seven. Nine.
2: Nine? Are you sure? I think it's seven.
0: I think it's seven. Uh, star Wars Episode 7, and he also is now executive producing Maverick Top Gun yeah, with and Tom did, Cruise. He, but he also Make it track. happen, Tommy. Make it happen.
1: What a great story, though. What a great yes, I like, love Tommy's inspirational story. story, you know? Come on, Robert. spit it out.
0: On Episode 26, we had Scarlett Moreno on, who, oh, made, that was great. who made a 7000 hour movie for El Rey under uh, yeah. Robert Rodriguez tutelage.
1: Phaedra. Really yeah. nice, Major,
0: which was wonderful. So we all learned a lot there. She made there. a cool little film.
1: It was good. Seven and years. then
0: yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, she made a great film for seven K, fourteen days. Stressful, like she said, it was stressful as hell. But go ahead, Robert. Robert's getting upset. No, separate. no,
0: no. I was watching her movie and I really liked it. Look, anyone, I have, I have a, that was
1: a period piece. Yeah, too.
0: I have an enormous amount of respect for anyone who can do ninety minutes on any format. I don't care what you shoot it on. If you can shoot a ninety minute movie, God bless you good yeah, luck.
2: I agree with yeah. that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can't you can't be mad at someone that spends all of their time bunch of actors, bunch of people working on a movie. They put 90 minutes together. I mean, you got to give them some respect, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. but that was one of my favorite shows, and that sparked a conversation with Dan Lopez from Otto Nemmons on yeah. episode twenty-seven, That's where we right. discuss cameras and yep. lenses, lenses and yep. how important lenses are and whether or not you should know anything about that. Yeah. Come yeah. on, and we, then geek- we
1: got into Le Femme Balloon. Yeah, we geeked out a little bit. We yeah. geeked out a lot, and then Roberts, you were saying that was your that was your proudest project, right?
0: Oh, Le Femme Balloon was my proudest project. I talk about it in episode twenty-seven. Yeah, That's right. I mean, award-winning, one, award-winning short,
1: award-winning. Like international awards. You're, you're talking about. You're
0: talking lots of awards. It was aired on Showtime, HBO. Was show. It aired on uh, on a couple of other networks.
1: And those were uh, when that when and it that made aired, its money
0: back. I, I think it made its money back. I think Dan's wrong. I think it made its money back. Yeah,
1: but it aired on both HBO. I just want to make Dan Showtime. wrong, just for the record. <laughs> no, Dan's a great guy. Hey, if he might direct, right? If yeah, the, he wants to. Whatever our uh, contest winner. If they're not a director. We put him on the spot, and he agreed. Yeah, you say you would do
0: it, and then we yeah, well. We got to get we got to get um, Walter Bat on the rules of the contest, and then yep. we got to launch the contest with some promotion, and then we got to get that thing going. But until we have rules, legal rules, we can't launch the contest. So stay tuned for that. And then look, one of my favorite shows that we've had, uh, which was the recent show, is Courtney because Courtney Lopez was on Broadway, and I yep. like that we made the adjustment and kind of went into a show where. It wasn't all about film. It wasn't all about that. It was really a departure from that, but still a very difficult thing to do. An important thing to talk about, which is uh, professional schools, entertainment schools yeah. that kids are in that teach it, teach them how to get ready for the world of Broadway and film and television and all that. So that's pre- that was pretty cool uh, to talk about her life and how she... Uh, dealt with it. One yeah. of my
2: favorite episodes, by the way.
0: That was a great yeah, episode, it was a great right? Episode. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the great Mario Lopez <laughs> on the Rio. show, Rio, Yo, where he talked about his career. But Let's
1: he's see. also been at it for what? Almost
0: his whole life. Thirty, 30 years,
1: late thirty years, because he got into what he was like eight, eight. six. I said like that. he
0: started dancing when he was three.
1: Yeah, but I mean, really working. I think eight. eight I think he said old. when he started working. So he's forty
0: six, forty seven. So forty six, yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. forty years in the business.
1: Yeah, very much.
0: So that was a, that was a great interview. I think um, we also realized that you don't just make it in this business. It no, takes no. a minute. You got to keep working. Although he was famous. And yeah. everyone recognized him. It didn't
1: necessarily mean he was rich. You know what was trippy about that episode? I'm not going to lie because I've worked with the guy now. I've seen the guy every day, pretty much every day for the last 11 years. Because right. work Monday through Friday, right? I'd never heard his whole story like strung out like that from beginning to end. I've heard bits and pieces yeah. when he's been on TV shows and been interviewing stuff. Yep. But I never heard it. And then when he finally said now he could breathe at this point and like... And it kind of made sense because he's always been a hustler, you know what I mean? And, like, now he's, like, you know, kicking me down some cash for me to Mexico. And, like, taking. now he's he's finally at a place where he's doing well, you know what I mean? But well enough to, like, not trip. I
0: right? mean, he's succeeding. I yeah. mean, he's one of ours, dude. He's one yeah. of ours. He succeeded. He, yeah, made, he made it. it. And uh, and you got to tip your hat to to success like that because it didn't come easy. Yeah. And uh, And it looked like he was doing well his whole career and really... It but was really. I think
2: now he's just capitalizing on yeah, doing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's through. the
1: perception of Hollywood. Like we got it. Like I thought it was going to be a different ball game when I came out here. It's, it's a business and it's a tough business and it's not an easy business. People think it's going to be easy and and money just flows. Right. I mean, unless your name is Mark Roberts and you can play the piano, then it's a tough, <laughs> tough racket. Until then, yeah, <laughs> then it's a tough. It Nickies, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the hardest thing about the business is understanding that sometimes being in the business is not what you expected it to be, you know. It's not what you planned yeah. on. And then I agree. and then you're stuck in it and yeah. you just keep moving and you're like yeah, I'm going to make it, it's going to happen. And eventually you just grow into the business, you grow into it and you grow into yourself and you make it, you know, or or you at least do stuff. That's
1: exactly right on. Yeah,
0: And you do stuff that uh, that eventually you're satisfied with yourself um, and, and things start to happen. But I think that don't get discouraged. Keep doing your thing and know that you know not always do you get into it for the right reasons but eventually you grow into yourself and you grow into the business and you find your spot yeah, yeah.
2: And, I, and i love this business because it's uh you can always if you're hungry for creativity and you want to eat it every day yeah then this is the one but yep. you can't get um, you can't you can't miss a day on being hungry for creativity right. yeah because this is this is where it thrives and if you go every day hard i think you can really succeed
0: yeah and look uh, we talk, I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast and I think it's one of the things I focus on every day when I go to work you're not always going to end up running the show you're not always going to end up with the best deal you're not always going to end up head of the pack right mm-hmm. yeah. it's a collaboration you walk into a room with your chair it's a game of musical chairs you yeah. sometimes end up without a chair and you just go out and find another chair to go compete in another room with and that's that's sort of how it is, and it's sad and it's discouraging sometimes. But just keep playing, man. Keep getting out there. Keep putting up your stories. Keep uh, working hard, and uh, and eventually you'll get yours. You know, but don't expect it to look a certain way because it never does.
1: No, yeah. and, I, and you know, I think the in today in twenty nineteen going into twenty twenty, you could have like a Mike Addis. You know, you could you could do so much. Like I got a buddy who worked over at Panavision. He, um, I think I'm related to him. He's my, my, my wife's cousin. It's her husband. He's a filmmaker. He went out and made a $7,000 movie. And he, he made a dramatic movie. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a moving movie. And it's winning all kinds of awards. And he was at South by Southwest and everything. But, I mean, the dude's like a creative guy. You know, he's like, um, he's a filmmaker. But he, uh, he, he directed it. I don't think he wrote it. He directed it and he cut it. And he, he's, you know, he did everything. So you don't really know. I mean, do you need Hollywood? Yes and no, because you can make a movie anywhere you want. Yeah, that.
0: But, but look, that's you know, you're getting into a whole other subject, right? Because we all do it to be successful, and what we consider successful is never the same thing, right? You know, we we don't we all consider success something different. But you know, I knew I knew filmmakers who made their movies who won the top award at South by Southwest And yeah. that same year not only did they win the top award best film yeah. but they also won audience award yeah. what happened to that film take a guess uh, I did Strangers with Candy with David Letterman yeah. it went to Sundance
2: yeah.
0: it did fine did it change anyone's life did I have Chris Pratt in it did I work with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman did I work with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick? Yes. Yes. Yum. Did it change my life? Yes. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Very. Your exact. Did right, I work David with Dave. Paul Danello, Amy Sedaris, and Stephen Colbert? Yes. yes.
1: Did you work with David uh, Letterman? Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> did it change my life?
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, what's your oh, point, Robert,
0: I think my point was like maybe it didn't change my life, but I guess it did. Well, it but I think the
2: thing is. Um, whether um, the way you need the way you get into the game is you need a, your team behind you you need that support Yeah, um, you have to I don't want to say attached because that's a that's a weird word but you have to find the right people to wor- uh, yeah. work with you and want to work with you sure. you have to be like-minded right. and you have to have a team that really supports you
1: yeah because in the business a lot of people are it's a very competitive business a lot of people are gunning for you you got to get you got to surround yourself with people who believe in you not people who who um, doubt you yeah. You're know, already like ah, you're yeah. not really that ah. Uh, you know man. what? Do it
0: in the face of all that. But can we talk about someone that really supports our podcast here? Russell Emanuel That's- supports our <laughs> podcast. That's right. The guy from ExtremeMusic.com supports his podcast. Love that guy. That guy That's was art. awesome. He's also he was a musician, and instead of following that dream, yeah, he went off and did the smartest thing: was go become a millionaire. <laughs> Yeah. created a company he, that he, he gave uh, other music. musicians a chance. Yeah, he gave other musicians a chance. Yeah. He and did he a better something thing.
1: really, really cool for a lot of a lot of creative people.
0: Dude, he he paved the way for uh, for a type of company that makes it that levels the playing ground. You can have a song that's on Sons of Anarchy in your movie, in your commercial, in your indie, whatever, um, and you just have to go to extrememusic.com. com. So. Yep. Tip your hat to that dude.
1: Yeah. He's one of my favorites. He's
0: one of my favorites. Um, But that's awesome. So I think the podcast has given a lot of interesting information. I think there's been a lot of great inspirational guests. And I think um, I just wanted to spend the show sort of going through that because, you know, if we get into 100 shows, we won't be able to go back that often. I think this is a really good opportunity to go back, listen to some of the episodes if you feel... This was like the first season. Yeah, if yeah. you feel you if you feel you feel need to, uh, you know, work with a lawyer or get a casting director or how do I raise the money or how do I collaborate with somebody, you know, some of these episodes will give you some good information, man. Great, um,
1: great information. Yeah. I mean, it helps me. When I'm driving in my car, I re-listen to it because when you're doing it, I'm listening but I'm not hearing everything. I am, but when I go, um, when I put it in my car in the morning at 5.30, you know what I mean? And it's... I'm driving with the headphones on. I know I'm supposed to have, an, I have a ten year, let twelve year old car, so I don't have, I don't have a. Bluetooth. <laughs> oh my
0: god! You're driving with headphones. on? I drive with head.
1: Lopez, I, Lopez got in my car the other day. He goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "What?" He goes, "What are you?" I go, "Oh shit!" I listen. I listen. To, he goes, "You can't drive with those in your ear." I go, "Why not?" He goes, "It's against the law." So I do have to pull. Like yeah. if, I, if I pull up next to the cop, I got to be slick and pull it out. He goes. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Thanks. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I collect little bits and pieces that sometimes – Do you get inspired by the podcast? Yes, absolutely. I w- I, when Friday comes around and it – well, I leave – I get up early, so sometimes it doesn't – like I'll miss it, right? Because I'll have to listen to it on my ride home at like 6 or five 5.30, whatever it is. Uh, but I, I listen to them. Every, I'm one fun. of the listeners. Yeah. That's fun. But it inspires me. And it it inspires um, me.
0: Yeah. Does it inspire you, David? Absolutely. Davey? Yeah. I think that's why I'm here, man. To be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because David. Well, Davey apparently you're not making any money, so then. Well, David is driving. over. yeah. David is driving a, a comes... few hours to get to us. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate of you. In due time, um, my friend. In due yeah. Time. Um, so let's get into something that's going to be important to this podcast because apparently none of that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but let's talk about how you monetize. People talk about this all the time. How do you monetize? Instagram. How do you make money I'm on very YouTube? Proud of you, right
1: now. you just said Instagram and not right. Instagram. H-
0: how do you make money on the internet? Like if you have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, is there a way to make money, David? Dave,
2: there's a few ways to make money. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, can you? Is there any chance that you can explain some of it to us? I can. Yeah. Well, let's start with Instagram. Like okay. you, you have two hundred and sixty thousand.
2: On one account, two hundred seventy now. Okay, oh, 200- come, on. God. come on, Robert. You picked well, up ten thousand in right? a week. Yeah.
0: So you have two hundred seventy thousand followers. So if you're out there and you have followers, or you wanna, you aspire to pick to having uh, a million followers on Instagram, how do they monetize that? How does that work?
2: So it depends. I mean, there's there's a few kinds of accounts that you know people look at. So you know, if you have like a fitness account, if um, if If you're like a, a makeup artist um usually girls um makeup artists yeah. um, uh, they get they're pretty popular there's a lot of them um but uh, they do pretty well uh there's also like um i guess you can call it like a like a meme page yeah something like i run um and there's also like um news stories those are pretty popular too. Um, those are like uh, the main ones that Wait, Dave's um, Heroes. I do have Dave's Heroes. Yeah, yeah that's one of them. That one like does that pretty well, one. well
0: too. Yeah. What are what are your yeah What are your handles? What are, what are they? So
2: it's uh, Instagram is uh, Davy Dave, and then also uh, Dave's Heroes. Yep. Um, and then um, those are the main ones right now. Yeah. I mean, I do run a couple other ones, but uh, no. those ones are. Kind are there of, people kind of
0: making millions of dollars? Yeah. So if you have millions of followers on YouTube, how do those guys make money? Do they make millions of dollars?
2: It's kind of a different uh, pay scale on instagram and uh youtube youtube uh they run other companies pay you know youtube to so say if hey. i
0: put something out and someone runs an ad on my video then they pay me yeah exactly do they pay me and youtube or do they just pay me both okay so youtube takes a piece the
2: the content creator only gets a, a smidge of you know of course what the
0: is are the kardashians making a bunch of money that way
2: they are making some money yeah, yeah. from YouTube, yes.
0: So is there millionaires in the YouTube space? Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's um, quite a few. Is there
0: yeah. millionaires in the Instagram space?
2: There are a handful.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to do it, but you can do it.
2: Yeah, if you, if you want to make millions, you can do it.
0: Um, Have uh, you been paid to do your Instagram? Yeah. Um, so there's been ads. P- there's been people with ads that have come to you and said, "We'd like to pay you too. Yeah,
2: maybe for the last three years or so. Nice. Yeah, that's
0: nice. So it's possible people out there that want to make some money on their Instagram pages. On their, do you make money on Facebook? Not really, right?
2: You can monetize Facebook if you want to sell merch or anything like that. Um, oh, then that's your how page you do it. Out.
0: Yeah. Um. So if you're on Instagram and you, how do I do not make
1: money on my MySpace. I've been trying to do that for a while. <laughs> You, you got to remember
2: your
0: password first. Yeah, I, I forgot is it. Is there my is MySpace built? Wait a minute. I've got. I've got. Uh, oh, what now. about my Napster? Can I make money? Can I make money on my Napster? You gonna
2: sell? You gonna sell burn CDs? <laughs> Go for it. Um,
0: I'm gonna. Well, I know. I know for a fact that uh, Made in Mexico is going to be selling out of the trunk of a car for sure. <laughs> oh, you.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm. I'm down with that. I'm down. It. I'm I'm down, down I got it. It. Hey, you got to start somewhere, player.
0: Now, Lopez. And celebrities make money by people sponsor by people uh, yeah. running commercials on their Instagram. Can, uh, can normal people do that?
2: They do the same thing that I do. Um, they just do it at a larger scale. They have more followers, typically. Yeah. Um, and but that, in
0: other words, what I'm saying is like if um, if toothpaste decides that oh this you're the kind of person we'd like to advertise with, yeah. they can pay, they'll pay you to run. Yeah. something personal with you on it yes with tooth yeah kind of like what mario does how yeah. do you search for that how do you can you search for that can you or do they have to find you
2: um you can do it you can do it both ways if you want to do your homework and um you say hey there's i know the the girl that runs the socials for you know uh, casa mexico or whatever you wanted you know you're looking for whatever your interests are um you can you can look through that so and you, you
0: can solicit
2: you can you can, can it's uh, harder it, it, and here's the funny thing. For myself, usually if I look for something um, or say, hey, oh, that's a really cool product or, hey, I want I wish I was involved with something like that, I'll go to the page and be like, oh, okay, you know what? They actually follow me. So, I was like, okay, here's kind of my in. And then, um, oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So that's pretty amazing. So at the end of the day, the reality is you can make money with your social media, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. You have to really have an identity. Yep. And then products have to say – that's the identity that we want to be putting out there, and we'll pay you to be our partner. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, um, you know, we're coming, for live. we're coming to you live from the tequila room in Pink Taco here on Sunset Boulevard, right next to the historic historic, historic Mondrian Hotel. No, not
1: no. the Mondrian. <laughs> you <laughs> you, say you say always time get time. the Damn Mondrian. It. It's the uh, Chateau, Chateau Marmont. Marmont.
0: The historic Chateau Marmont. And don't cut that out,
1: Roberts. We yeah, got to let cut it, it out. blow. Come on,
0: player. Um, and we're on Sunset Boulevard, man. I was driving here tonight thinking how cool it is that we are in this remarkable business, in this amazing town with a bunch of really great people yeah. trying to make dreams come true, right? We're trying yeah. to make our dreams yeah. come true. And, uh, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun, guys. It's a we lot screened of fun. We your...
2: Um Documentary up the street. We streamed the documentary right here on That's uh, right.
0: Love and Betrayal on uh, at Harmony Gold. It. Yeah. It's a real pleasure to hang out with you guys. I'm glad we went down memory lane yep. and talked about all the things this podcast has done. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I because I know we are.
1: Yeah.
0: Cash Roberts is in the house by the way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Cash Roberts through my phone. Um
2: it was a second Sh- uh, Shirley Temple guy. But going. it but
0: it's very it's very cool to be here. It's very cool to be part of this business. Things are changing rapidly. I hope we can talk about that next time on the next show because things are changing. A lot of opportunity out there. Uh, if you are um, creating content and trying to make movies, keep doing your thing. We'll see you next time on Let's Get Into It. Thanks, you guys. Close there it out go. here, Roberts. Hey, hey, gotta go. it easy. Hey,
2: it easy.